Well, yeah, that's obviously that's, that's why our dads aren't allowed to listen. Correct. Welcome to the Golden Deuce, coast to coast. We are your hosts, Gabriel and Clay. I am, of course, Gabriel, and I am Clay. Uh, here we are. Uh, it's 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 a time of the year. It's a and yeah, you're definitely here is a time, and you're listening. And we appreciate it, and we just wanted to let you know that there are other ways that you could show your support. Uh, for instance, what could they do? What could they do? Oh, they could go and follow us. What? On any sort of social media. Social media? I wasn't even thinking. I was just going to tell them to recommend it to a friend again, because that seems to be working. Just Clay Jones on Instagram and Twitter. Kerr.Gabriel on Instagram and gabriel kerr ladies and gentlemen he doesn't understand twitter (laughs) fuck you (laughs) (laughs) but tell me i'm wrong it's at gabriel m kerr on twitter sorry and at kerr dot gabriel on instagram that's not complicated at all um i fucked up i wasn't planning to do any of this shit when i made either one of those i know i probably should make it it get it but you could also follow us collectively collectively yeah under together golden deuce inc on instagram and the golden deuce on twitter listen and follow and and bring some friends stick around after the ad break for a brand new episode here it comes in your ear holes hi oh no 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 Right, audio adrenaline. I feel like some kind of zombie too with all that's going on, you know? Did that yeah, fucking uh, bot just say now recording? Yeah, 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 you just yeah, that's that's I how like you know we know. started the podcast. That and the uh the random contemporary Christian song that I reference. That's uh our intro music for each episode. That's is how it, you know we started. Is it more jars of clay? No, jars of clay was the first episode. We started out strong with jars of clay. I think you should have done like some Michael W. Smith. Oh, that was uh, that was how we ended last night's episode or last uh, week's episode. So then Amy Grant's on the menu now. Hey, don't go spoiling future episodes, homie. You can tease, but don't spoil. Hey, man. <laughs> so we don't even have like. There's like, how do we even introduce him? He's already talking now. Will, Will, audience, audience, Will. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, this is this is our this is our boy Will, uh, a fellow companion traveler in the uh, in the world and now in the world of standup. Although not right now because everything is. On yeah, the there is no standup. Standup is in a coma. <laughs> yeah, groups so of ten or more people laughing has been banned by the federal government. So it's not true. Allowed. Not allowed to giggle. You got to laugh from your, the safety of your home. And those sound waves are not allowed to go more than six feet, from what I understand. No, who's going to come up with a, a comedy club where everyone can stay six feet apart? That's like, where do you do that? What kind of facility do you need? I mean, pretty much comedy? fucking, pretty much Sweetwater. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Jet Ward. So, uh, so if you just rent out like a stadium, but have it like you every 10 tickets. Seat, you saw. right 
Yeah, it's more intimate maybe, that way. Maybe, maybe we're doing outdoor comedy now. We got to do it in the middle of the day so everyone can throw a blanket out on a field. Oh, I like. What's that. the deal with ants, you guys? What? <laughs> Seems like every time you lay a blanket down, they're like, "Oh, you you want ants? We got ants." Why do they call it a picnic? Wasn't my choice, huh? I didn't pick this. Who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to do a whole hour special of my version of Jerry Seinfeld. Like that, I think that would be. <clears throat> this is what I think observational humor sounds like. Ta da! You I ever get be, peanuts? I could be Bill Cosby, you see? Is that what? I don't. Who was Bill Cosby? Huh? Can we. Can Bill we, was. Can we Google? Can we Google Bill Cosby? You see, uh, we'll see old, you see, you got to get the pudding, you see, and the pot, okay, you see, all separately, right. okay. you see, and then you put them together, you see, and you mix them all around, and boom, and boom, boom, hang boom, on, boom, hang on, here's what it is, here's what threw me, you've got some Ross Perot in your Bill Cosby, that's because I have headphones on, and I can't <laughs> first little bit, all I heard was the Ross Perot, and I'm like, <laughs> I was, I was that's not it. Cosby, <laughs> On the exhale, that's rude. It's a good, it's a good Cosby. Now Jesus that I hear Christ. more of it, but the it's first, Bill, like the first Bill simple Rossby. phrase you said, it was fucking Ross Perot, homie. It's Bill Rossby. Was, it's a you it's did a Perot, you did Perot to Cosby. Right. A it's a new right. amalgam I'm working it was, on. It was Cosby by way of Perot. Yeah, well, we're trying to integrate the races here. You know what I'm saying? Mankind first and all that. Hmm? Humanity. It's one race. What do you mean? I don't see color. Oh, I don't see anything except the inside of my house. So that's not true. Went to see the weed man today, but I didn't even see him. He just left it on his his back door, just draped over the handle. It's so impersonal. I know, and I've known this dude since I was like five. It, was, it, it felt so wrong, but well, I, I know it ain't Alan. So no, no, because <laughs> that dude. you know the, it was the weed. <laughs> So fuck can we shout him out? What's his name? Easy A? Fuck Easy A. I'll say it. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he blocked like, me because I didn't support his fucking rap videos or something. I think he might have gone crazy and like deleted all of his Instagram stuff, all of his no. social media. I can't find him. Oh, he probably blocked you then. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean he could have, but like I think he's like leaning too hard and like just in that world. I don't know what that world looks like. I've lost friends to like heroin's world and the meth world and shit. I've never lost somebody to the lean world, you know? So I don't know what all that looks like, but I know like, you know, if I start seeing another Facebook pop up and shit, I know what that is. I think, I think losing somebody to the, the lean world looks something like somebody disappearing from your real life and only existing in world star videos from then on. I think right. That's how. That's the transition. No. I think you're right. R.I.P. Pimp C. R.I.P. Fucking Juice World too, man. Fuck that lean. I don't. Shit, th- I don't think it was lean that killed him, was it? I think it was something else. Nah, but I mean, it, it was. was a whole it, I think it, it was. I think it was Vicodin. I think. Yeah, it was Vicodin on top of a base layer of lean, and that's my only thing. That lifestyle is what killed him. I'm not saying it was lean specifically, but like. Just that, I don't know. It's all, it, Gabe and I have talked about it in depth. Because I was, I, like, I was a moderate Juice World fan. I had heard a couple of his songs before he died. But then when he died, I was like, oh, I need, 
I liked that song. I want to listen to that song again. And then I just dove into it because it was this weird, like it's this weird, tragic masterpiece. <laughs> if you look at it through the context of him being dead now, uh, the, that album, uh, goodbyes and good riddance or whatever it is. Um, lullabies and good riddance i forget the name of it that album it's this i mean that's that's what i would call it 100 percent. it's a tra it's a self-master prophecy piece of a tragedy it, it really is like um I, he wasn't really like, my cup of tea he's kind of like a fucking my chemical romance grew up in the hood that's that's what i related to the first time i heard it i didn't hear rap like mumble rap soundcloud vibes that's emo i picked rap. up that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. I picked that's up on call like, it. like late '90s Deep Elm Records vibes, like the early emo shit. Like that's what I was like. This this sounds like somebody who grew up on the Jimmy Eat World and fucking Taking Back Sunday and wow. the shit that came after the shit that I grew up on. I guess it took know? his pain away. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can appreciate that. So let definitely let's killed his get, pain. Let's yeah. get into the the kniddy and the the gritty. Um, Wait, we're talking about the mascot from the Philadelphia uh -huh. Flyers. So, God damn it! I was just gonna say, I really hope I got the team right, and then no, you're right. It's is it the Canucks? I thought it was Philadelphia. Though. I don't know anything about fucking hockey dude i just wore the fucking jerseys when i was young because i thought i was cool i i liked hockey when atlanta had hockey i was i was a big fan philadelphia flyers got it got him nice. his name's oh, canadian so yeah i don't know i know his name's like, gritty gritty wow. he's the mascot for the philadelphia flyers and it's, it's a fucking nightmare scape yeah i said nothing because i don't know anything about hockey because i don't care to uh yeah but you've seen this guy maybe You've seen this mask. I, I don't want. Doesn't he look like he looks like a Sesame Street character? That would be yeah, thing. but like on acid or something. Well, that was a fucking Always Sunny episode, wasn't it? Maybe gritty? No, I don't think so. Remember, they yeah, were like there's... he was eating acid at one of their games or something, and he ran oh, into shit. one of their masks. You may be talking about. You may be talking about. Uh, oh it's God. always sunny in Philadelphia that I have not seen. Oh, he looks like a Muppet guy. gone awry. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. Meth that Muppet, man. John Oliver's done a segment on him. Like he blew up because of John Oliver. That's so that's why I figured is. you guys would know. But Google Gritty if you're listening. It's worth what it. What makes you think I'm a John Oliver fan? Dude, if you're not a John Oliver fan, then you're not paying attention. That's that's my stance on that. Like if like eh. that guy is doing fucking so much work on on that show. Like that guy I'm murders sure all the time. He is the he is the best John Stewart there has ever been. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> it's true though. John it's Stewart. fucking true. <laughs> no, nobody could replace him, but somebody could do it better and do it yeah. different and do it yeah. like what he was trying to do that whole time better. Yeah, what he could have done with um, HBO, a British accent, uh, and and yeah, the ability to cuss, and yeah, and well, yeah, but I, yeah, I was also thinking it's not like he writes yeah. all of his own jokes or anything. No, 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 not at all. But but it's just, I mean, the way he got that HBO money bags job was by doing the Daily Show for 
40 days or whatever to fill in for Stuart. And they, everybody saw it. It was the first time I had been watching the daily show in years was when John Oliver was hosting. I saw a couple clips and I'm like, fuck, this guy's good. And then as soon as he, as soon as he like, I don't think he's anything to write home about. He has some good well, pieces, As soon as he, but... as soon as he did that guest spot on the daily show, people were like, well, John Stewart's retiring. Obviously he's the next logical choice. And then HBO was like, nah, fuck that. We want him. And they snatched him up be- based on him filling in for Stewart. Gabe, so, why is your name the and, Golder Deuce? Because I'm a dick. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> our um, production company is called the Golden Deuce. And so that implies that yep. I am the Golder of the two deuces. Of the two. Oh, no ego in there. No, exactly. No, no, that's, that's, that's exactly. Yeah. We operate without ego here. Yeah. Um, I must have smoked DMT then. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> have not. It's a little inside. Yeah, I was, I was, like, yeah. <laughs> so I was listening to uh, Pete Holmes today on my way to the Weed Man. Uh, shout out, you made it weird. That's, that's <laughs> one of my favorite podcasts. If you that's haven't good checked it out, it's so good. But it was Ben Schwartz, and they were doing a Zoom call during this lockdown. And uh, Ben Schwartz, you know Ben Schwartz? Well, John Ralphio from Parks and Rec. Um, he's a he's he's funny. He's funny. He his characters can be super irritating uh, much like is that like is that the handsome guy from parks and rec no 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 who is he well i mean he's handsome i don't want to i don't want to say saying is it the guy it's not the guy from it's not the guy from. no he was john ralphio no no i don't know i don't know that's adam scott Okay. okay. Uh, John Ralphio was the one who was Tom Haverford's business partner in Entertainment 720. And he was the one who was always like, I am flush with cash. He was all, he would always just sing up, shit. Just put up I'm working on it. I'm Googling it. It's coming. It's coming into the, the chat. But, um, but yeah, his character on Parks and Rec was super irritating and annoying. And he is a lot of those things. But okay. Yeah, he's he's fucking no, hilarious. He was on it. They were talking about John Wick and uh and how, you know, that that movie is compelling because it's not the story of a man whose dog got killed. It's the story of a man with nothing to lose. You took away everything and now he has nothing to lose. And Pete Holmes was talking about how that pertained to the Buddhist principle of, you know, uh when there is no self left. What is it? I forget the fucking quote. But that's that's where my head just was at was was there without DMT because I was like yeah, yeah that sounds great kill the ego <laughs> how do I get me out of the way yeah but if you kill your ego without who's DMT? gonna eat your lunch what I mean fuck man where, the where ego, does the wood come from you ever look e- at a tree the man has where the point. fuck does the wood come from. The ego has its place. It has its place. It just needs to be controlled. It can't be the forefront of everything that you do. So, uh, so anyway, but still, I was deeply derailed. uh, The nitty gritty. Yeah, we're supposed Um, to get back to the canitty. Yeah, the canitty. We're talking about gritty. gritty. Philadelphia Um, Flyers. Yeah. So you have been on stage now. You burst your performance cherry. (laughs) Burst it. Yeah. Yeah. My my hymen was broken. Yeah. Oh, your hymen. Your hymen. 
<laughs> that was good for ha hyman uh, ha hyman i don't know but oh okay because it's a joke we'll edit that out yeah, i yeah i would because he's telling jokes yeah, no it's I like it. it's ha ha hyman more sense than oh, were those jokes was, were those jokes i was telling because i couldn't tell you know <laughs> see you got me with that one i'm not silent on. i'm i'm not silent intentionally i'm silent because i'm hitting the ball no you know what i really wanted to record your first set but i felt like that was like that would be non-consensual and not well no i wanted <laughs> like someone I to i wanted someone to do it but then i was like i'd rather them not so well if i had seen a phone in your hand or anything i would have recorded it like just to be safe like but i figured if you weren't holding your phone there was a reason for it if you weren't recording it there was a reason for it so i didn't well, but i phones, wish i had phones man, don't because... work in there that's why i kept it in my pocket gotcha see uh, yeah i always i always hit record Open my notes, set it on the stool. Oh, my camera, my, my camera, my phone's like almost three years old. So, it, uh, yeah, the camera just shakes. No, 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 just the audio. Just the yeah. audio. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I haven't done. We just, I just record the audio. I haven't done video except for that first one. And it was just because my wife was sitting there holding the phone. But, right. But, yeah, no, just audio. Dave, all you need to do is get, uh, use your audacity and run a, low and a high pass filter on it to kind of take out the crowd noise because i couldn't like those those audios you sent me i could only hear like every fifth word so i couldn't right. really and probably some of that has to do with my phone but <laughs> well no because i i hadn't listened to it when i sent it to you and i went back there and listened to it again especially in the beginning you can barely hear me like it, and it's yeah. not just the crowd noise. you gotta make I, sure I that killed the crowd noise it was it was partially because it's a shitty setup. It was literally a, a you know microphone that two different people while they were talking it just like completely cut out while it was still connected. So it was it was a sh it was shitty equipment, but also that's so that was, uncommon. That was, ha that was right? happening yeah. the same night that that that's I went so up uncommon. there. Yeah, yeah, it happens at most open mic nights because that's what it is. It's just somebody's personal equipment that they bring whoever's hosting it typically, but. Um, but it's partially that and partially I had just ripped two giant dabs and then coughed my face off because it was a dab bar was the place that we were performing. So uh, that's nice because then everybody's guaranteed to fucking at least be ready to laugh. Right. No, it was the shit. That is my favorite place that I've performed so far. Legitimately. Like, well, I'm like Sweetwater. Everybody's just but Sweetwater. Everyone's just waiting to cry because their life is so horrible that they're at Sweetwater. You know, come on now, come on now. <laughs> there's, <laughs> it's it's I, Sweetwater Bar and Grill, Clay. There's no, no I know. Here. If we're okay now, if we're shitting on Sweetwater Bar and Grill, I will shit on Sweetwater Bar and Grill, kind of. But I don't want to shit on the specific open mic show that happens on happens there at Sweetwater because it it is what it is. And shout out Jay Ward, he would tell you. It is what it is. Like right. he makes no bones about it. He, like one of the gags is every time a comic talks about killing himself, you drink. That's one of the running gags there. Like it, it's it's that kind of room. So I get what you're saying, but I just want to be careful because like I, I just love have that a long sort of comfortable with room. Sweetwater. So yeah, the bar itself and yeah, just the you know, entire place. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I used to go to shows there. I used to. Gabe, you remember uh, Demetrius from the Waffle House days? uh yes he he used to work there and like oh did he work there uh, that's funny 
yeah, he worked there. Um, Everybody. So he worked there back when I was going there. Yeah, I was I was there to see my brother's band play one time, and I was like, D, <laughs> what the fuck? I've never seen him outside of Waffle House. I've never, I haven't seen him since. I don't know if that dude's still alive or not. Yeah, I ran sound there for a couple alive. nights after I graduated audio school, and it was oh, like shit. these really shitty metal bands, and like the headliner fucking threw fake blood all over everybody, and they weren't real happy mm. about it. That's awesome. Yeah, from a I comedic mean, perspective, so. looking in, it's that's hilarious. But if you were just a unwitting office, well, see, I went to audio. <laughs> that got I went to audio school with a guy. Where'd you to, go to school? I went to SAE, and so SAE. we had this guy. Uh, I started calling him the Dark Lord, and everyone just, just kind of stuck. So that's what teachers started calling him too, DL for short. Oof. But he showed up one day, and we're all smoking cigarettes outside waiting for class to start. And he pulls up in a van after he had just done a show with some some like major metal group at uh, Masquerade the night before. And he's like, you want to see what I got in my van? And we're like, uh, probably not, but that didn't stop him. And so he opens a cooler with a fucking goat head inside of it. Oh, man. And so they fucking killed a goat before they got there and then like pulled the carcass up on stage. I doubt they got booked again, but Oh wow. That's last, last I heard he was working at a gas station. They pulled the whole so, carcass yeah, up on time. stage. I wish him well. That's, that's what I heard. Wow. I mean he definitely had the remains of it in his van. It was pretty fucking gross. That's they probably wanted time. to kill it on stage. And, oh, they and did. And somebody was that like, was the point, but they knew they knew that was like, crossing no, you the can't, line. You can't you know? do that. Like you know, somebody with some kind of like you gotta you gotta kill no. it in the green room and then just haul the body out. You know. Yeah. yeah. What else are you gonna do? That's the thing. You can't. You, just, you gotta be resourceful. I mean, that's how in a situation that's how, like that. You know. That's how interspecies viruses mutate and transmit. Man, you don't want to be killing. Live animals in front of people. No, not spraying them with it. Bad business. Unless you're Hindu. That's like okay. All right. Okay. I feel like you ever seen one of those? Alienated our Hindu audience. <laughs> our large Hindu following yeah, is now I'm pissed sure. off. Thanks, Will. Yeah, they weren't listening because none of us are doctors. No, I was going to do it. Other Mormon. Other Mormon. I, I, Mormon? What? What? Now they're Mormons. Is about Mormons? Indi- Indian Mormons. That I don't know if that's a if that's a big crossover group. I mean, they both believe in reincarnation. It's hmm. a good start. Do the Mormons believe in reincarnation? Yeah, bro. You get, your own, you get your own planet. You become a god. And you oh your no own shit! Yeah, man. That's, that's what's the, up. I can the, subscribe to that. The magical, How come for the magical special underpants? Well, probably pretty comfortable. I would imagine. Hmm. They secure your seeds so you can populate an entire planet. Oh, shit. It's kind of like that vault that, what's his name, built with all the seeds of all the, or all the DNA. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what we're talking about. Was it Elon? Anytime Musk? you hear me go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime you hear that. Yeah, bro, I remember no, the no, lingo from C3. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> please stop. So, first time uh, on stage, how do you feel about it? Uh, felt pretty good. I wish I had been more prepared, but I kind of just wanted to feel it out. Yeah, I did. I did kind of feel natural. Well, that's the like I didn't. I didn't. I didn't feel out of place. That's the thing. I like felt unprepared. Yeah, you know? and that didn't feel out of place there that night either. 
No, yeah, right. right I mean, I got laughs. Felt right. You know? yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, underprepared should have made you feel just at home there because that's how everyone was that night. Um, but no, you you got some laughs towards the end. Um, you got a couple laughs at the beginning. There was like a lull in between, and I was worried. I was like, man, I hope he doesn't remember this lull because the lull in laughter. But the thing is, everyone was fucking in. Everybody was listening. And that's what I was hoping you you noticed was like it, it, it. There weren't laughs in the middle for sure. You got a couple laughs at the beginning, a couple laughs at the end. In the middle, there were no laughs, but you had that audience. Like they were they were right there. So so because I, I remember at one point because I was trying to kind of analyze your set and do that at, and and at a certain point I was like, okay, but what's happening next? And then I'm like, fuck, stop it. <laughs> Stop. you're supposed to be paying attention you're supposed to be subjective um but i was in i was listening i was like okay all right tell me what happened next you know so so you you sucked everybody in that audience into your story obviously we talked about it that night afterwards the story needs a bigger punch at the end but yeah i didn't but really have any you, punches you know they were just actual right. stories the way they happened exactly but but everyone yeah, wanted to hear best. the stories that was going to be my next question is if you had actually written out any like no and, and so i did that just, on purpose you just told it exactly just like here's the story how it happened right and i did that on purpose because i felt had i tried to script something i would have really fucking fucked up you know yeah there, yeah there's work. an added bit of nervousness if you're trying to remember something as well as perform especially for the first time yeah that's that that's a sure now i i for me because the way that i perform but also because that was always the easiest thing for memorization was always the easiest thing for me like anytime i did any kind of plays or any of that kind of shit like everybody else was spending weeks learning the lines and i would wait yeah same thing gabriel was my teacher and, and she would get oh i've probably got to cut that out man. whatever um so shout anyway. out nyler gabriel she was my drama teacher too anyway, so um she was my teacher and she would always get pissed at me because I would dick around and not like everybody would be learning their lines and doing exercises. And she'd be like, why aren't you learning? Like you haven't done, you know, book three, page seven, whatever. And I'm like, it's fine. It doesn't matter. I will know my shit when it's time to know my shit. And then every time it was, mm-hmm. um, don't worry about even me. practice. I was like, Here's all my lines. Nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. Got all my shit. And anything that I don't know to a T, I will riff good enough that you won't know the difference. You won't know. And and that was always how I did it. So for me, it, I'm more comfortable. It's kind of the opposite. I'm more comfortable if I've got something that I've written down and and kind of gone through and, and rewritten and gotten to the point where I'm like, I know the material start to finish. And then I just go deliver basically what I've written. I mean, I'm pretty much run by the same nature. I just didn't want to try it on my first go, mm, mm. you know? Right. Oh, absolutely. I, mean, I, I get that. You know I memorize shit like crazy, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone who's ever heard me listening to an Outcast song, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I know everything. See, I wanted to have everything locked in my brain. I want to every time, and then I want to, I, if, if I can't remember the next thing, I want to be able to riff. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. I'm working on more than anything. But 
Yeah, and that's uh, that's happened to me naturally. Yeah, I want everything locked in there. Where I've forgotten something, and I just had to. I had to riff to the next part. Like I realized that I like I skipped a part in the middle that was integral, and I was like, "Fuck, how am I going to get back around?" And I just had to figure out how to work that other bit into mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. in the story yeah, where it didn't yeah, kind of yeah. Belong. yeah. That's you know, I think that's kind of part. Of, it's terrifying, but it's also part of the fun of the process is learning how to do those things. You you just have to have have shit like that happen where you're like, "Fuck, here it is." What just yeah. happened? Oh, have you guys seen this shit? What was that? Showing us something. Have you guys ever seen this shit? What? This is called Thermopylae Team Combat. And it's literally, it's like a a long ass ring, boxing ring, right? And so, like, these two dudes are going at it, but on either side, their teammates are just like waiting. When one gets knocked out, yeah. Uh huh. When one of them gets knocked out, the other one so they all the way just out. starts next and then well and then the, or or yeah, the, at the end of a round when there's a clear victor or whatever i don't know i don't understand it it's all in russian Dude, uh, this is this is so russian right here it's so the only thing they need to make it more russian is to do it in the fucking tundra with a pack of the wild snow dogs that's probably where this started yeah that's probably where this started like the the, the ring shape is reminiscent of the they old just, days where they would just Dig a snow trench. Just dig and a trench and fight. fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just fill it back in when you're done. You just know? recently, they removed shovels. No, that's where you bury the bodies of the of dead the people who died options. during the fight. Look at his eyes. Look at his He's eyes. Like, no, the, the winner and the loser both have dinner with Putin afterwards, but the right. loser has poison in his food. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's and he good, knows it, good, but he still has to sit down and point. eat it. Yeah, he still has to eat it. Yeah, doesn't matter. We should have a sounder for every time we do a Putin point, like every time someone drops a little fact a little about Putin, Putin knowledge. Putin. Yeah, Putin point. <laughs> <laughs> One Putin point. <laughs> it's a currency now. Yeah. Oh, he absolutely it is. That's not you how I thought of it. Like, it's just, oh, I just had a point about Putin. Bigger prizes. You can trade it in for one one goulash. Are we gonna watch this whole thing? No, no. I was gonna turn it off after this guy gets the shit beat out of him. Oh, you think he's gonna get beat? I I, I was kind of hoping he would. He's obviously seen it before. I watched this fight last night. Sorry. Oh, okay. Are you scrubbing Poor through guy. this, or is it just that choppy? No, I'm I'm scrubbing back for the replay, okay. but uh, yeah, it's but no, it's probably. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. If it's choppy as shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I was gonna kill it. So, all right. So, given obviously everything that's that's what that's what on. open mics stand feel like is my point. That's why I brought okay. that. Oh, that's what you were. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. super super roundabout the, way. Just no, I just connected oh. those dots just now. I'm so yeah, full of yeah, shit. Yeah. But yeah. I'm gonna take two eighty five um, to add we'll that in. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's always anyways. That's what it's like. It's like just watching the guy in front of you get knocked out, and then the guy after him get knocked out, and then the guy after him, and then they're like, "All right, put your hands together for Clay Jones." (laughs) Wonder how this is gonna go. Uh, Yeah, I don't. uh, I don't know. I've had I've had one experience where everybody did poorly because the audience was just comics who weren't paying attention and it sucked for everybody and then i had one at the bar where um 
the one I told you about that was like weird because it was literally like an old school downtown bar where it's like one of those super thin buildings that was probably Chuck an alleyway at one point and then they put a roof over it and made it into a bar. So it's literally enough room for the bar, the bartender to like look at you, turn around, hold liquor, turn back around, set it up. You know what I'm saying? Like everything's, and it was that kind of a shaped room. And then we stood at the end of it and, and did our comedy to all the people facing the bar. It was terrible. The worst setup. So that's everybody, exactly what, that's exactly how Sweetwater was. Is that how it is? Like, that's what the setup is. is that well, that's how it was that night. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not. Yeah. It's in terms of the only person who really, yeah, well, there was like two people. Yeah, that's the thing. You'll have like people in, pop in every now and then, and they won't stay for the whole show, but you'll have a couple guests here and there that are like, I don't know why I said guests, like I'm in the uh-huh. fucking hospitality industry, but you'll have a couple people come in that are just like randos, you know, civilians, and they'll they'll hang out for a little bit, and then they'll dip out. But that's mostly comics at Sweetwater. <laughs> because who the fuck wants to go to Sweetwater? That's what I'm saying. But that that would But I'll go there for Jay Ward's well. comedy night. I didn't I like I actually will go back to that place. Oh yeah. Because that was I did new material that night. And or no no no, that's 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 not what it was. I I did new material the first time at the one where everybody was bombing and it went bad for me too. That was the first mm-hmm. time I went back to the material I did at um Laughing Skull that I've reworked. But it was it, most of the bit was stuff that I knew would get laughs because I've gotten laughs with it before. So after a couple of like shots at some new material that didn't go well, I was like, I'm gonna go back and get some laughs because my asshole's hurting. So oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went. That's the thing. Every time you see people bombing, you're like, Do I do new material or do I stick to the stuff that works? Uh-huh. Yeah. So such a tough decision. So I went up there with with that stuff and felt a little bit of confidence because I knew I could get a couple laughs with it and it went well. Mm -hmm. But but that was um, it was a terrible setup. But again, I got some laughs. Right. And it was also a like the uh, the bit that I did had uh some gay reference and the comic before me was a gay guy and then the comic before him made a bunch of gay jokes that were not like but what what i the joke that i did was not like ha ha like that's not what i was doing but the guy who went before me was doing that kind of joke so it was that and then a gay guy comedian went up right after it so it was like Oh shit! This will be fun and awkward. Um, and then it was fun and awkward. It was, right? it was I, for me. It was fantastic. Like because I'm I'm watching right. the whole time. And then I went up and did a joke that has a gay reference in it, but it's, it's pro gay. And then it was like the audience had already dealt with all of that awkwardness, so they were just like ready to laugh at something. So I think I got extra laughs because of the awkwardness that was created before me. So it was it was a perfect setting for it. It was good. So. You went up, you popped your cherry. Mm-hmm. It went well. Mm-hmm. Um, t- and that's not a question. No. That's, yeah, because you me. were there. Yeah. Like, yeah. You get to say it, for sure. you, it went well. Yeah. Um, 
And then the world shut down. Yeah, it did, didn't it? I'm kind of happy about it. I mean, it's not the end of the world for me unless I catch how, it. I was I was going to ask you how you feel about it because like obviously your business, me. you, because your business no, is he not a business. I, I mean, I'm glad I've been saving money. Yeah. But at the same token, like I'm fucking better than I've ever been. I've got, you know, spending more time working towards my goals and got what are you spending your time on a lot more time reflecting i'm writing uh exercising a lot a lot of time for reflection and reprioritization right i think is invaluable yeah it's funny because like everyone i know is like their whole world's falling apart on the inside and i'm just like yeah cool (laughs) you know i'm fucking loving it right i mean not that i would like to get back to work you know but i still think uh I think shit's just gonna pop, bro. At the you know, once this shit's over, all the businesses are gonna be fucking slammed. Where fucking people are taking walks again, you know? Yeah. Like this is a good thing. Like it's a bad thing, but you also have to be able to see a silver lining. It is. It is all about. It's gonna gonna refocus a lot of people for sure. It's already. It's crushing a lot of people as well, just because they're internally not not up to par for some for a struggle like this but this also gives them the opportunity to take care of that so right and get get it ready and yeah i mean uh, yeah i i will say that i uh i got a xanax delivery dropped off today too um just that sounds like i'm a kingpin uh i four four point like you're a fucking pillhead not a kingpin but yeah, go ahead. Well, no, especially no, no, no. now you said I, it was I, four. I was, I was talking to uh, Gabe how many you got, bro? Four. Four. I'll take them. Four. I'll take them, man. And they're four peaches, so it's not like that. But but just like my sister, she got her prescription refilled. She stopped by. I rolled her a, a sanitary joint. Didn't lick the glue. I just uh, you know dabbed it with a wet Q-tip. Nice. And you're rolled so her a joint. How come you're so and, anxious? Uh, Why do you need Xanax? Me? Yeah. Oh, I'm a ball of fucking anxiety all the time, man. What are you talking about? Uh, fear of death, ultimately. Uh, you know. Kind of stupid. That's. Yeah, it is until you have like kids and you don't have like life insurance for them kids. And like if you die, it would be like a burden on your wife to raise your kids that you just died and left her with. Oh, so Xanax cures those problems. Exactly. Exactly. Huh. No, right now, obviously, it's it's a very different thing. But like, it's the, there have been th- four days since this shutdown started, uh, which for me was Sunday uh, two weeks ago. This is this is day fourteen <laughs> for me of of like not really going anywhere. I've been out here and there. I've been to like three four places in the last two weeks. Three of them um, were the weed man. <laughs> Two of them were the weed man. Um, and then one of them, I mean, I've been to like the gas station, but I go to the Ingalls gas station where there's like plexiglass and I just hand them my card and they hand me cigarettes, whatever. But, but I'm trying to quit that too, like during this, cause like that's part of the reason I'm so sketched out is I'm a smoker. Like this shit's affecting people's lungs. Like I've been smoking cigarettes for 15 years. Like my lungs probably aren't in the best shape. So, trying to work on that and uh stay home and and do yoga with the wife and do the shit that's good for me uh 
rather than just sit in my dark rumpus room and smoke weed all day. <clears throat> but I actually have not been burning through this weed. Like I got an ounce before we went on the lockdown, the, the two week lockdown. And I still have uh, five grams of that. Maybe of that ounce after two weeks of home all the time, wife smoking with me, rolling joints for people here and there. After all that, I've still got probably five grams of that shit. It's not bad. And then, uh, and then I got a, uh, I got one big nug of this shit that I had before the lockdown. Still got one one nug that I'm chipping away at because it's real strong. It's real good stuff. And then I just picked up about an ounce and a an ounce and a half of some haze of some sort. So, so I have weed, and I'm being very judicious with it, and not like just smoking all day every day and tearing through it, you know. But it helps. It fucking helps with the anxiety most of the time, unless you get a bad strain. You know how that goes. Well, see, for me, I came to the realization that it was just compounding my anxiety, you know, regardless of the strain. Right. I mean, definitely there were strains that I was like forbidden fruit. No wonder it's forbidden. Like that shit was fucking. I smoked half a J and just lost my shit. Like, took me three hours to fucking get over it. And I never thought there would be a day where I would call my weed man and be like, bro, you can't be selling me such good shit. You know? <laughs> it's just not something I ever imagined happening. But now that I'm without it, you know, I don't even have a, I don't even have a, a I don't miss it. You know, like, I don't. So I, you're, so you're in, so, okay, let's catch up on that real quick. So when I saw you last, it was the night that you went up and right. you said you hadn't smoked weed in like six days. And then you smoked that. I mean, you may or may not have smoked that. Well, you saw I don't, me. I'm not trying to put your business in this. You know, like, I figured oh, it was shit, celebratory. You know? Right. A hundred percent. I smoked probably two bowls after that, like that week, that weekend. And uh, that was the, that was it for me. Like, I, yeah. I'm just done with it. It's not like I'm, like I'll never hit it again, but it's just not right. No, no, no. It's no. not just, something that's uh, so, habitual for me anymore. You know, it's just something I had to do for myself, my own, my own sanity and well-being. You know, like I was telling Gabe, I see a higher version of myself that I want to become, and that just wasn't in the equation. So, yeah, I think on on, on both sides of that argument, if, if you if you feel like it's something that's positive and benefits you, then use it right. to benefit and the same is true in the other direction if it you know if it just causes yeah, because it definitely then, yeah and that it definitely was whatever whatever benefit before. you're getting out of it then then yeah it doesn't uh, it's it is tough to break anything that's habitual though just especially if it's it wasn't tough for me though that's it was it's strange it wasn't it wasn't tough for me i thought it was gonna be like I really thought it was gonna be, mm -hmm. um, tobacco is the thing. Like I'm still smoking yeah. a couple black and miles a day. I haven't bought a pack of cigarettes since before the the stand up thing. Um, but that's okay. the next that's the next thing to go. Yeah, that's you know? that's what I'm working on now. But the the weed, bro, I figured I would be. You know, I'd figured I'd quit cigarettes and all tobacco long before that. Um, but it yeah. hasn't it hasn't been a struggle, and really that has more <laughs> to do with what I tell myself about it. So. If I'm telling myself I can't get through it because 
it's the only thing that helps me, well, then that becomes my reality. Mm-hmm. Sure. But if I change the narrative in my head, then I change my reality. So it just really hasn't been a struggle. Like I don't, I don't miss it. You know, it's funny because all the, all the barbers knew what a stoner I was. And so when they found out I quit, they were just like, what? You know, and some of them are like, you'll be back, which gives me even more resolve to be like, no, I won't. You fucking idiot. <laughs> like it's maybe you see yourself as a failure if you try to quit something, but don't project that on me. You know, like right. I don't, it hasn't, I don't even think about it, dude. Like I'm exercising more and I'm just like, I'm glad I don't fucking smoke weed anymore. It just, I feel, if anything, I felt like it took me away from myself as opposed to like it, it lost that, that uh, introspection thing a long time ago. Um, and now I'm at a place where I just don't see it as necessary to, right. to cope anymore, you know? So, but tobacco is the next thing to go, you know, like, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah. There's no benefits from it. Like it's it, like None. the, so, but well, I say that, but I, I actually, I'm fucking with my mic, so it's probably terrible right now. Hang on. Come on now. Is that because you're only outside to smoke a cigarette? No, 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 no. I'm already back <laughs> inside. You didn't even notice. Um. So no, the the tobacco thing. It's like it. The one benefit it does is like if I'm in the middle of a panic attack, it forces me to breathe for seven minutes in this slow rhythmic fashion. So it does in the middle of a panic attack help. I think that's bullshit. If I'm being, it's honest. true though. I, like, I think mean, it's, it's bullshit to like, be honest. Like the, it's not it because this is a this is the games that we play in our head to justify the things that hurt us. You know, like you can easily breathe. You you breathe all day long. It's just a matter of is your awareness on your breath, right? You, you can overcome and that's a what panic I'm saying. attack in, in the middle of a panic out. attack. It's well, I right. understand, but I it's understand. but and sometimes I can sit and just breathe through it and not have to go outside and smoke a cigarette, right? But other which, times which it's like proves that I'm it's breathing bullshit. and it's like, because but breathing feels different and it's because breathing it's feels smoke. terrifying and it's a combusted plant, <laughs> you know? It's like no, no, right? No, I understand that the breathing, the breathing actually takes place like while you're pulling more than that because like I'm taking a deep, long breath while I'm pulling and like through my nose. Hey, and then exhale I before a, I pull in. How come y'all are online, but I have... Oh, there it goes. I had like a moon or something on mine. You were sleepy. Oh, okay. That's why. Sorry, go back. You were sleepy. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh, did I just uh, uh, with nah, nah, Lord? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, what's going on? I, I was know, saying go back, go back to your... Well, no, I'm just saying it, it's it's like a if I can't get my brain to f- force itself to b- focus on breathing for five minutes and get through it, just the mechanism of smoking a cigarette tricks my brain into doing it without having to think about it. I can, right, but it remains you know, a trick. Therefore, mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. really there's real there's no real. S- substance to there's it. no benefit to it that's what i'm saying but but like right now in in all of this time it's like that's why i keep going back like all it is is it distracts you from your panic <laughs> which is like uh-huh. pretty much any any kind of chain you know, yeah. anytime we alter yeah, our consciousness with any chemical but right 
know. But yeah, that's the trick to to defeating a panic attack is just to be able to divert your mind's attention. Mm. So you, uh, not so. I think I would say if you were to do the same thing with your breath every time, and I'm speaking to myself here, you know, right? Um, if you do it with your breath every time, then it forces you internally to deal with whatever anxiety is, right? Ang- emotions come and go. These are just states that we enter into. If you right. can sit through the state and allow it to pass, that's that's actually right. building more internal strength. Um, right. That's, the, yeah, that's the more the, we lean on when something. When you get to the point where you welcome panic. When correct. It comes, yeah. like, and it's know. not easy, you know? No, it's not. Like the concept is there in my brain, but yeah, that's. But if you were to practice it, you know. Right. You and would, that's, you, yeah, would, that's, you would see benefits. You know, even if you didn't quit immediately, you would still see benefits. You it would still uh, strengthen uh, the internal resolve to sit through, right. it, as opposed to distract yourself from it. You know, uh-huh. but that goes with any any kind of vice in life, whether it be money or sex or whatever the fuck. Right. You know, it's just a matter comedy. of comedy, of being comedy, anything. Yeah. Well, and that's uh, that's the thing is it's like people are trying to fill all of these voids right now. Like, because it's, it, there's all these gaping fucking voids. Um, if Clay knows about anything, it's gaping. It's, gaping <laughs> voids. it's true. Um, but you know, we used to go to work and do, you know, your work friends, like, <clears throat> They're, they're the human contact that you have that you need. And we just, you know, now we don't have it. So it's like for those of us who, you know, have found that getting on stage and making people laugh helps. There's no help now. There's no, there's none of that. It's, it's dark times. So how do we, how do we spread that joy? How do we flex that muscle in this time? Huh. I've seen a few examples of it. Um, Have you I, seen I, any good examples? Because I'm still waiting on some of those. No offense well, to anybody who's trying right here's now. Here's the thing. I, the Zoom thing is working for I haven't seen what one. I've seen. I haven't been able to find one. But, I don't know what that is. So you don't know what Zoom is? No. It's an online meet, video meeting type thing, but people are using it for group interactions now. Okay, but but the difference is whereas you could uh, what's the other uh, oh like uh, Skype yeah no not Skype but like um, Instagram Live people are trying to do stuff that that's another way yeah yeah but with Zoom everybody interacts so you can have an audience that interacts so they're laughing and you hear that right. So it's a way that you can electronically kind of recreate because that, that obviously you need the that's the problem with the Instagram live is it's one way. So I mean people can send you messages but that doesn't translate. So you you know what I'm saying you feed off of the energy of the crowd the laughs like that's what keeps you you interested in in the exchange and and keeping it interesting for the the audience. So um so anyway um Zoom gives that, so you're able to to hear back and forth. But obviously, I think the maximum you can have in a Zoom room is like 50 people. 
Um, that's way too many fucking people. <laughs> that's like you remember the party line when we were kids. Like, uh-huh. was that number that you uh-huh. call? Uh-huh. It's just like Everybody one girl them. and yep. ninety dudes trying mm-hmm. to fucking hit on her at the same time. Yep. So where are you from? No, I'm talking to her asshole. No, 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 no. no. When's your birthday? A, When's your birthday? I got a Spanish one too. I remember. <laughs> where did you remember when Pat used to live over there off of? Uh, was it Breckenridge? North Brown oh. with Geo and them. You lived there yeah, for a yeah. second, didn't you, Gabe? Oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't live there. I lived not far like I lived off of the same road, not far down there. Okay. Sure. Well there was no, that remember he had that little uh neighbor that was from Honduras. Uh-huh. Super fucking cool. Uh-huh. And uh he fucking had it he had the Spanish party line on one time, bro. Right? It had me dying. I mean, I couldn't understand, but I just, you know, desperation translates really well. So, right? I think you yeah, mean desperation. I remember. Okay. Oh. Uh, oh was, that, was, that the, uh, was that the guy with the Nick bags upstairs? Uh, oh, Nickelback. No, 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 no. That was, uh, I can't remember that dude's name. It was like Nickelback Oscar Jay? or something. Jay, that's it. Nickelback oh, Jay. Yeah. Nickelback Jay. Yeah, I remember I never Nickelback met him, Jay. so I didn't know. Oh, I did. I he was he was just times. one of the neighbors I heard about. Yeah, I, I met him. Oh, I bought a couple, a couple of times. He ripped my fucking yeah. homeboy off for a fucking ounce, and I fucking went back and got oh. the rest of the ounce. And Damn. he tried to fucking act like it wasn't no thing, and I was like, homie, I know how to use a scale. I want the rest of it. And he made it right, so mm. he thought he was being slick, bro. He gave him, like, fucking, I think he was, like, 13 grams short. Oh! <laughs> like, almost an entire half, yeah. Damn, Ooh, that's a lot. And this, you know, you remember what fucking you know dirt weeds we were talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, that's why I remember. That's I only ever bought nickel bags from them. But. Nickel bags. I, I, gradu- I graduated. Bags. I, I graduated to B after that. <laughs> to B? Oh yeah, both Cephas. Yeah, everybody. At some point, everybody graduated to B. Well, yeah. see, it's so funny because I mean, I'm sure I've talked about it amongst y'all, both of you, but. Mm-hmm. When I got here and I couldn't find weed, but I was working with Steve-O, and so Steve-O hooked me up with Clay, who hooked me up with Gabe, who was <laughs> selling that fucking dirt shit because you had, like, pounds of it or something at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's sure. how that whole thing kicked off. What's so funny to me is, like, I'm trying to remember if, like, how Steve even knew that I smoked. Like, because I kept that on the DL from, like, certain crews. No, he definitely people. knew. Because he was, yeah, he, was, was like, he was a partial, so he was like a part-time smoker. Yeah, I felt like he would drink with us, but I don't remember if I ever smoked with him. Well, he knew he probably you were the guy to put me in contact with. That's fucking hilarious. I feel like everybody's always known that about me. I mean, I could barely ever get Steve to smoke. You know, I got him to smoke with me <laughs> a handful of times, you know. Those are the worst friends. The ones where it's like, you, I know you'll smoke this with me, but you won't fucking smoke it with me. Well, he was... Shout out Daniel's head. He was always <laughs> more scared of what the Lord was going to do to him about it, you know? Yep. And, uh, I mean, I can relate, you know? I, Asheville oh, yeah. probably full of fucking bags that I threw out the window promising God I would never buy anymore until the next day. 
you know, <laughs> homeless oh, guy just walking down the road like, holy shit, thank you, God. <laughs> you know? I, I, yeah, I threw a couple Jesus bags out the window for sure. I didn't. I don't know if I ever threw a bag out the window, but I mean, my my. All right, Jesus, I'm done here. Lasted six years. Mm-hmm. Six years. I was that stubborn. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> it is. Well, to be clear, technically it was uh, like two weeks shy of six years. Oh, well, you're a fucking fan. Like, literally. So, I know, right? Should have just weeks left that out, bro. I thought you were a hero. Now you're a villain. You either live long enough to fucking fucked it up. I was telling yeah. uh, Tommy about this shit the other night. So when I first got quote unquote saved, <laughs> I was uh, about to turn 18. Uh, I had like quit for a couple of months and my homeboy ran a hotel and he ended up renting or not renting. He basically gave a room to another one of our friends who was homeless at the time to live in there. And he is actually the guy that took me to the rock of Asheville the day I got saved or whatever. And, oh, that's what and he uh, he fucking rolled up a blunt and I hit it and later in the night he fell asleep and I laid there in bed with all this cognitive dissonance about why the shit I now believed couldn't possibly be real um, you know the, the main doctrines of the, of the church mm-hmm. um, and for like three hours, I was just like, I'm sorry, God, I know this is Satan trying to mess with my mind. But at the same time, I knew like my brain works for a reason. And that was the night that I literally had to just turn my brain off because I was like, if I'm going to believe in this, the way it's presented to me, I, you know. Right. It was, And I had to go sit in the shower and try to wash the sin off me. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <It's pretty laughs> funny. Now, at the time, it was not. It was traumatic. No, at the time, it was fucking terrifying. I thought I was in the grip of Lucifer himself. Yeah, the sin of the the fear of sin is that's that's a rough one. Like the fear of God's wrath on your sin. Right. Can't run. You can't get away from that. My my children are going to grow up in a world where they don't have a concept of sin. Well, I think they should have a concept of personal sin right sin just means they can have the a, mark yeah you know? but, but they, it's like if something goes against your conscience that. absolutely and they because it's they're never going to see it anywhere else in a context that'll make sense to them. but that's what i'm saying is they won't yeah. know that word sin you know and I mean? the feeling like, behind it mostly right right, right. the shame point. of it and all that yeah it's uh, yeah so they'll know well, i mean hopefully because, if i do a good job they'll know right from wrong but I mean, yeah, they won't equate wrong to a sin. They'll just equate it to wrong. ultimately, you know, religion as it's known. And I'm not saying it doesn't have any real. I'm not saying it doesn't have value and what, mm. what it can bring to a person's life. If that's where they're at. Um, but parents really don't understand for the most part that it's child abuse, you know, and it's the worst form of child abuse. Well, I mean, can be. It also often goes hand well, in hand. Well, because physical violence, right? Uh, <laughs> they can they can heal from that. They might not heal from it internally, but when it's a psychological violence, mm. that's way harder to overcome. Because yeah. it because then it becomes your programming and the tape that plays in your head, you know, and we all know what it's like to try to get over that kind of shit. Right. 
That's yeah. I mean, that's but the parents, about, it's right? not the parents don't even understand it. You know, no, I, mean, I mean, no loving I parent would do it if they knew the kind of harm that it brings. Right. You know. Yeah, that's the the struggle with my parents is like I I can look at my parents and be like, hey, you know, they did everything they knew how to do with Absolutely. everything they were given. Absolutely. But you know, sisters and siblings sometimes cannot see that, and I'm like, but they're just people too. Like yeah. you fuck up. Absolutely. And <laughs> I grew up in the middle of the satanic panic. Well, I guess we all grew up in the we satanic panic. Yeah, right in the middle of it, deeply in it. But I mean, God, it gives me. I so think much I think that that comedy, perspective. Though. Oh, absolutely. Right. I think that perspective is the difference, though, between whether or not you can stop the advance of that. <clears throat> like, if if you can recognize what that was and what happened and also compartmentalize it as like like you said like they did what they could with what they had was it good right. enough not for like me you know what i'm saying like i know better for, i can do better but not for the turn of the millennium they did it, what they did with what they had yeah. Could I mean, they have done better? That's another question, which is for them. That's not even for, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's, that's the thing is, but, like, but having that perspective, they couldn't have done better because they didn't know better. Having you cannot do better if you don't know better. I think is the difference, though, be between being able to not pass that same shit on them. Right. Yeah. Is being able to recognize what it is. Because, because in that, you know, in that understanding, the basis of that is recognizing that it's like it's just human behavior like what they did wasn't the best it wasn't great you know what i'm saying like so, i'm really loving that, the piss sound effect mm -hmm. by the way yeah, Damn it. if you had a cool sound i would have edited some, this out some things <laughs> we'll still edit i can't edit it out so it's like we're on location here at niagara falls <laughs> running a little dry but but anyway yeah i think i think that, i think having that that outlook like being able to recognize that like you know, it, and that's that doesn't mean you have to excuse things that were fucked up, but you recognize that it is what it is, like, and that's how you move on. And don't I don't regret it. You know, I don't I don't regret anything about growing up like that because I think it gave me a more, uh, it gave me a wider understanding of where people are. You know and. It's yeah, weird because I, you know, I'm, I still very much believe in God, but not in any sort of context that could be wrapped up in a doctrine. So, you right. know, I, I kind of speak to people where they are if I can if I can understand where they are. So people get really confused if I'm speaking to them in like biblical terms because they assume that I'm a Christian. Because what non Christian would know this much or have this put this much thought into Scripture, you know? And I still, I still cherish the scripture, you know, but I, I, I read it differently now. I don't read it as like literal anything. I, you know, it's, it's something completely symbolic that is there for people to draw meaning from. And I think most people just take the meaning that they're given. Well, that, I think that's the danger and that's where it borders on what you're talking about as child abuse is if I think the concept that this is the infallible word of God is the the dangerous point. Because if you, and, and unfortunately that's prominent in the 
evangelical Christian community. But that's the problem is everything. Everything that's in there is from God. You can't question anything in there. You can't question the fairy tale about the man being swallowed by the whale. You can't question any of it. You have to take it all. And that's where I would agree. That's, yeah, I, I can call that abusive to, to raise your kids with that mentality. And, but again, and then they don't know pile on because the they, they've, they've been right. scared into believing it themselves. So it's not like they're yep. acting out of malice. Yeah, they were presenting it as a fairy tale. They believed that that was legitimately the way things were. Right. Yeah. But see, and that's the thing that I will say about my parents. Um, is they there wasn't fear growing up in my house they didn't we weren't scared into believing it we were we were brought into it you know as this is a great experience this is this thing and and so there there wasn't a whole lot of fire and brimstone in my (laughs) i know i know i and i appreciate it like I, i remember going to my dad at one point and and asking him about hell because i was terrified about it and i remember him telling me about the concept of the bosom of abraham and how like my dad's like i don't really believe that everyone goes to hell he's like i think everyone goes here and then when the time comes and all that then everyone goes to heaven and i'm like oh all right cool dad yeah he would he would be thrown out of like 98 percent of the churches you know but right. at least and he, at least he, he tried. Like, that's to, why we never talked about this before. At, at least he tried to <laughs> with some sort of like, <laughs> some sort of rationality in his own head. Yeah, yeah, like, and he thing. did, and and yeah, there's like as the many uh, age of accountability. There's as many denominations of Christianity as there are Christians, right? Because right. everyone's reading it differently. Um, it's a personal thing, right? Uh, so most people are just coming from what they know. They haven't really, right. and, you know, and the people, there's people who question it in the midst of an environment like that, who just get pummeled if they, if they continue to question and eventually yeah, it just yeah, you can't have doubts. You can't have doubts. Right, when every single character in the scripture had doubts at some point, you know, it's like, no, it was just that shady ass Thomas. No, he's the only one. I'm just kidding. But I'm saying, <laughs> right? Your your doubts are the things that end up setting you free, right? Because then it, it it gives you a better perspective on where to put your faith, right? I, in my opinion, in theory, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like there there were things that my parents definitely should have come to us after we heard them on Sunday morning and been like, hey. That shit is batshit crazy, yeah. and we don't believe that. And it, you know, they that could have created a whole other stuff. That could have created a whole other world of dissonance, though, because it's like, well, why'd you yeah. bring me here every Sunday then? If you fuck, <clears throat> right, you know? right. But they were really good about if I came to them with questions, but uh, because I was like, this doesn't make sense. They were very good about saying, yeah, we don't really believe that either, or you know, whatever. So. So they, it wasn't like it was just all the batshit crazy things that I saw. It was like, yeah, we believe all that. My parents wouldn't wouldn't do that. But I do wish they had come to me more often and to my sisters more often and said, hey, did you hear that thing that crazy guy said today? Okay, we think that guy's a crazy guy too. That would have helped a lot. Because it would have opened the conversation. 
you know, and that's it would have opened the conversation to say, like, look, people interpret all this different stuff different ways, and this is you know what we think and that sort of thing. But there was no concept to that. It was just this is the way, the truth, and the light. That's it. That's all. Everything else is wrong. So what is yeah. your plan for getting back on stage once the world mm. stops ending? Uh, I'll work on that when it gets here. Do you, well, the, mainly do you like, do you intend to work that story or the stories you talk? Cause I, I don't, I don't know. And I, there, unfortunately, as we already talked about, there is no recording. So I didn't get to hear any of it. Is it one story that you told or several smaller stories? Like what was the, it was just a couple of different, it was like more, mostly one story, mostly one story. And then just kind of, commentary. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So you yeah, went on a couple of little rabbit trails from that story, but it was mostly that story. So is that, is that something you want to keep working or do you have other material you're, you're ready to, No, it's, I mean, it's not going to be like the main meat of any set that I try to work out, you know, right. it, was it was just, just a wild ass tender story, right? Yeah. Or, Tinder like story. I don't remember. Was no, it, it was, actually it was Tinder? Tinder? Yeah, it was Tinder. I couldn't remember. I was thinking you met her somewhere else, but it was while you were on Tinder or something. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, so, I don't see. I don't see it as being some sort of. I don't see it as really having a lot of substance. It's a funny story, you know. It's. It's not going to be like the backbone of anything, great in what I. You know, it was really just something I was like, let me think of a funny story to tell. So I did it. You know, right. I, I could have dressed it up more had I prepared. But like I said, it's it was a, a learning curve, you know. Mm-hmm. So are you working on trying to figure out what you're going to do next time now? Or are you just. No, not currently. So that's not one of the things that you're focusing energy towards in this time. Not at the moment, no. Okay. All right. Do you intend to? Yeah, I do. Okay. Because I'm working on bits, man. I'm working on bits. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can't wait to drop some of them. What, once you, so like the, the first experience. Such a temptation to burn them here. I, I would say if, if you do well and it's legitimately something that like you're built for, I think your first experience is probably pretty similar in that you feel like you belong at least that, that thing that you pinpointed was, was something that I don't think we've talked about yet, but that you get a few laughs and then you walk away from it wanting to do it again. But after you do it a few times and you like get some laughs and do well, and then maybe have a set where you don't. And then you're like, now fucking wait a minute. I was I was everything in the blender. I was I guess. doing everything good. And disposal. And then and then, and then you have thing. and then you have or maybe you have a couple sets where you don't do well, and then you have like I had a like depression, like fuck, I'm not even funny. Like <laughs> for like three or four days. I didn't write anything and I was like, bullshit. I'm never gonna be funny again. And then I went up there and killed. And it's it's a crazy up and down. But once you get yep. a few under your belt. It becomes like an addiction. If I I think it if it's something that you are gonna follow through with, I think that's the 
the commonality. I, I think it becomes if it feels like an addiction, then you know that you're on the right track. I think, but but who knows? I think addiction might be the wrong word. It could it could be an obsession. I think an obsession is better than an addiction. An addiction implies like I can't fucking function without it. But it's like nah, that's but that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying though. Like like that's, well, that's I mean, what we're talking about, about with with specifically with the, with the bit writing like. I will, whereas before my whole life, like, and, and, and Clay has a, a, I guess it's a bit about this, but, but mostly he was telling a story about he, he and his wife are having a conversation about like, this is like, I realize now this is what I've been doing my whole life. I've, I've been doing bits. Like I just didn't realize right. it because I didn't have an outlet for it. Right. But that's what I've been doing this whole I was, Yeah. When I, when no, I'd say something like funny it. to a stranger, I'd call my dad and my brother and my wife and everybody <laughs> to tell them about it. Cause it was right. a fucking great moment. It's and more of like, like a, it's almost like God, your nature. It's not, it's not, it's not yeah. even an addiction. It's yeah. just part of who you are. But right. But, but that's in the more like thing just, is what, it's more like you're just, uh, you're just growing into what you already are. Right. Yeah. So it's not yeah. Even an addiction. Sure, but but what I'm saying is the the change once you like get some momentum going, is that it, it translates. It, it, so like where I was going with that was the he was talking about writing bits all the time, and and I've I've experienced the same thing. But it's like when I would have a <coughs> at night, and I would just be like, oh, it's a funny idea, or maybe I would like you know write a note about it or whatever. Like now I will sit down and write a bit. Anytime a bit comes to much to the chagrin of my wife and and four children, but my wife. Um, but I will. You have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody's got to do it. Um, my like, I'll I'll once I once I get uh, realize that the either the funny thing I said or the situation that I'm in or whatever it is, once I realize that's a bit, I'm like, I gotta write it down. So it becomes invasive a little bit, but it's like. Once once you're hooked like that, I I I just I don't know because I didn't necessarily feel like that after the first time. After the first time, I definitely no. was like, I got a rush. It was definitely like that's fucking fun. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't scared of it anymore, which is what I needed from that first time. But right. but it wasn't the same. It wasn't like shit. I got <coughs> a few times and and also met a few people. In yep. you know, in and kind of started to build some community, I guess, as well. But but there was a change I remember that happened. Like it was, you know, once I had a few sets under my belt and felt comfortable, and and like there was, I don't know, it was just something where like instead of just like ah, so maybe that'll be a bit, or I'll write that down later. Like now I'm like all the time I'm writing bits. Like I, I can't stop mm -hmm. doing it. It's fucking ridiculous. Good, so and they're not all good, like, and that's the thing. Like, no, it's, it's no. numbers, you know what I'm saying? It's a numbers game. A lot of those bits, I'm like, I look at them later, I'm like, yeah, it's whatever, uh, that's not even, that's not even funny, much less a bit. So, right. but you know, but there's gold in there, it's a creative yeah. pursuit, you know, and there's something I'm trying, to be said about that. I'm trying to work out yeah. a bit right now about how you know, because again, this is all going to be on the other side of this, theoretically, right. So, you know, just I started comedy, you know, right before the world shut down. So there's that. But then, you know, now we're back to it. Now we're back at it. Uh, we survived, you know, I barely survived. My wife, uh, 
wife got a little upset at me around day 14 or day 15 or so. She saw me slide the boy seconds after dinner. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, what do you mean? You know? She, she figured it out. She figured out I was fattening the boy up. And she didn't like my answer when she said, why? Why are you fattening the boy up? <laughs> Apparently, just in case isn't a good enough answer for her. <laughs> so, that's yeah, that's what I'm working out right now is that specific bit. I'm trying to figure out how to present it. And, yeah. So. No, it's a good. It's a good premise. It's a good bit. Talking about eating my own child. That's a good bit. (laughs) (laughs) How many times in history has that been presented to somebody? It's an opportunity. Exactly. You do a good cannibalism joke. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But with, but with a like, you know, hey, if it comes down to it, like you got to make decisions. I mean, you might want to work that bit out before Louis C.K. does. Because that's definitely some comedy. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. But I think that, uh, especially once this restart set, a reset hits, and every comic is rusty as fuck. I'm not worried about Louis C.K. beating me to that punch there. (laughs) Yeah, that beating something else. I mean, he (laughs) might say it in a comedy club at the same time. Was that that, what just dinged? That was perfect timing. Whatever just dinged. I, yeah, I don't know what that was. I don't know either. Uh, I assumed that was you playing a sound effect. Mm, mm. Like, oh, he's no, I'm not that fast. He only, has a, he only has a piss soundboard. I haven't so. done yeah, any so. sound effects so tingle, far tingle. in this episode. But we, we actually talked about that in another episode about how this time is kind of great if you're a new comic getting started because the playing Hopefully, field just got well. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody's rusty now. You know what I'm saying? Like literally, when everybody goes back on stage in a month or two months or whatever it is from now or six months, who knows? Right. Everybody's gonna be rusty as fuck. Right. But Fur Crusher will definitely be the rustiest. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he will have the rustiest. Trombone, I think you mean crustiest. Sure. <laughs> um, also, yes. Mm. Uh, but also. You should have good audiences because people are going to want to get the fuck out of the house and go do something and like laughter will definitely be at a premium. Yeah, and the rest of the fucking crowd is going to be like, you know, if someone starts heckling, like, don't you fucking ruin this for us, you know? (laughs) Yeah, they just start beating the shit out of (laughs) you. Good shit. Yeah. Uh, Doing crowd work changes. It's just like, hey, how's everybody doing? You all look good. That's it. Uh, It's great. If anyone uh, hears any sneezing, please point it out to your nearest bouncer. Please self-isolate. Yeah. I th- the That's- thing is, I I bet people will, like, at first there will be co- every, every comic who goes on stage at first will have every a coronavirus comic. joke. Every single every one. Right. But just like every comic has a Trump joke, you know what I'm saying? It, it'll become that right. passe thing that just like, oh, cool, everybody did that. But I think if you like very quickly, that'll be something that people will be like, I don't want to fucking hear that. I'm done. Like I'm right. done with that. I don't want to be reminded of that. That was fucking terrible. On right. to something. You know what I'm saying? So I think the audience's temper for that will be short. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's, I got, it'll have to I, be a really creative 
kind of yeah thing. again and along yeah. the same I thought approach. about it's, cannibalism it's got a and really I stopped like punch like Trump jokes that happens Trump to jokes have days. Trump in it right. like that you nailed it you did it but just everybody's just like yeah. ah you know how our president sucks zinga and it's like oh cool um like it's just you know like it's whatever so it'll feel well, like else that pointing a little out something bit. i've heard 14 times today yeah cool cool yeah. well it's like every he tweeted show, a thing yeah right? no i know i know like I stephen colbert is no longer a fucking comedic hero of mine he's uh. He really strikes me as a fucking hack these days. Not that he's not a funny dude. He's a fucking hilarious guy when he's like on his own in his in conversation and things like that. Right. He's super, super witty. But it's just like, bro, you're beating a dead horse. It's really, it's just Liquid horse. creating echo chambers. It's mm-hmm. just, there's no original thought anymore. It doesn't <laughs> seem like, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I, oh, I don't watch late night anymore, but it's, it's the people who are just riding it out, you know. They're just gonna they're just gonna ride that dead horse until someone commands that it be buried, you know. And he's that's low, my job. He's he's low I'm hanging. He's low hanging fruit, you know. Oh yeah, he's the yeah. lowest hanging fruit. It's already on the ground, right. you know. Right, and that's why. And, like, and sour. the thing is, there's gonna be lots of different perspectives on the coronavirus when all this is said and done and lots of different perspectives on uh, self-isolating and some people are going to self-isolate with their grandma and they're going to get a great bit out of that and some people are self-isolating by themselves and yeah really doing some introspective deep diving and they're going to have some good stuff out of that mine is i got these two kids and i wouldn't mind eating one of them there you go (laughs) specifically and because of, and because that's true to your own style of comedy it's gonna fucking it's gonna kill when you when you do it well, you know? we'll yeah see. but we'll also see. for any parent that has a second child that's like yeah one is one was better it's like aren't you glad we had two now <laughs> you know it went from my joke it was, was uh, basically when i knocked you up the second time it was after i watched doomsday preppers you know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I was like, yeah, we might need one. We nicknamed him Meatball early on, you know. Yeah, yeah. So he knew. It was really that was he what it was know. about. Like, hey, he just should. So you know, right? Appetizer. You're not even the main course. No. no. Well, I've you're going to be on to you're going to be on balls for whole things. So children are very gamey, though. Yeah. Ooh, not if you soak them in buttermilk first. That helps. That's that's a good recipe. Nice buttermilk brine. Yeah. Okay. Do you do you do some like some ground sea salt in there? Kind well, of... I have eleven specific okay. herbs and spices that okay. I put in. Right. I'm not trying to out you. I mean, you know, I'm just saying, uh, like, when the time comes, you'll be able to sell that recipe for a premium. So it's 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 a whole new first... spin on the phrase "kids meal." Hey, Ooh, hey, I like it. Hey, I like it. Uh, Mormons yeah. are going to be the fattest of all of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's true. That's who? a good point. High on the hog. The Mormons? Who? The Mormons. The Mormons. The Mormons. The Mormons. The Mormons. The Mormons. Mormonites? I would, say, so, I would say the wives would get eaten before the children. Let's be honest. It's the more women's, though, right? You know, because it's you. Yeah, fewer guys, <laughs> wow. more the ladies. Wow. Ah! Wow. 
I like women's. So, <laughs> I don't like men's no more. <laughs> I don't care a purse. <laughs> I love that fucking guy. Have I, I got I got a remix. I got a remix of that song that you know what? We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Are we? It's yeah, because because there is zero chance of a copyright claim on that. So yeah, I mean you can't play the whole song. We're gonna do some some magic, and that's what's gonna play us out. That song is gonna play us out. I just need you to know that right now. That's fine. That's fine. You just get queued up, have it ready. Yeah, I'm working on it right now. Hey, give me that back, my Grand Theft Auto, and take this CD. My so this CD you, that I have will what, only play on the Xbox. What do you feel about? Obviously, you didn't love the venue. Do you have some other spots <laughs> in mind that you would like to go to and try out? I mean, I'd love to hit Laughing Skull when I'm ready. Right? Yeah, that should... spot is so legit, dude. It's such a good room. Yeah. Let me tell you, though, uh, th- there's a room that well, You know, Tommy is best friends with fucking Bob Place. Right? Yeah, I did find that out that night. Yeah, that's yeah. when I found that out. I had no clue. They were just like... They just fucking picked up where they left off, you know? Right. I know. It was so bizarre. And I had to tell him, like, look, I'm not a weirdo just standing here. I actually brought Tommy, you know? Right. <laughs> he was like, okay, because I was starting to wonder why you were just standing there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. I need to shout out Bob Place. Uh-huh. What up, um, Bobby? Bobby B? Comedy Clubhouse. That, can I call him Bobby P? I don't, I don't know the rules. I don't know the rules. Yeah. Um, we'll find out. We'll have, but yeah, young Jamie look that up. Bobby, <laughs> oh Bobby P. That's what I've always called him. So, uh, there's a room, uh, before because I understand. He's got a list. It is where we're going with this. That wasn't well, even no, where I, I meant to go, but that is the case. No, so, I, fortunately for you, thing, if you, he's already been carving. It there's out. a better room, I think. <sighs> Maybe I shouldn't say a better room because it's not a better room. But there's another room that you should try if you feel like you're not ready for uh, the Laughing Skull. You should definitely try and get booked at Open Toad in Athens because that one. Uh, I'm actually uh, acquaintances with uh, Bootsy Greenwood. I don't know Bootsy Greenwood. Uh, You're following him on IG. Wait, what's his Uh name? Owen Hunt. Uh huh. Owen Hunt. Never met him, huh? I got these pictures of you guys together. <laughs> Having oh, no, just, frittatas. It's, it's, it, said, it, said you were, it said you followed him, too. So. Oh, yeah, I am. I, am. I actually uh, met him through YouTube because he does these uh, videos on something called reality transurfing. And uh, I hit him up. He actually texted me the other night because uh, I told him he kind of had something to do with inspiring me to get over my fear. Uh, because he does comedy too, and he talks about right. some of his videos. But he's like a big part of the Athens crowd. So I don't. Yeah, that's so weird. I don't know his name. I don't know why I'm following him. I'm glad I'm following him. Maybe he's. Maybe it was just something Flying Squid related. I was trying to check. He, yeah, that's out. who he's. He's. Yeah, I guess that's his home team. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm because that's the thing is there's an Athens, there's an Athens crowd and there's the Atlanta crowd and. I'm trying to I'm trying to dabble my toes in both of them, you know. Damn. But but the open toed one in Athens uh, is a dude named Shonic uh, Shonic G. That's all I'm gonna say because I'm I not trying to butcher his last. I thought you were gonna say the hedgehog. But. 
but no, Shaunak. Shaunak. S H A U N A K G is his Instagram while I'm spelling it. Um, so, but yeah, he puts on Open Toad. It's a dope room, man. I, I got laughs there that I was not expecting to get at all because of the crowd. So, <clears throat> it's exciting. You're, we, we, Clay and I have been like, um, ridiculous like vegan level aggressive about telling everybody how stand-up is the cure-all for any of your problems and obviously you've been on the receiving end of that uh to some degree but like anybody we know that is like funny and has any desire to do it we've been like fucking do it like just do it like that's it oh, like, there's no secret Right, yeah, Tommy. Tommy has has got like a like. Tommy busts my fucking sides when I fucking talk to him. You know? Right, he and doesn't. Tommy, Tommy could have a a, a very good cross uh, section of fans with Mark Marin. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he right. he would have a lot of similar heady type of views on stuff. Like uh, there would there would be a lot of. A lot of similar fans is all I'm saying, but yeah, I I would be um, I would be excited to. I'm upset that I missed the first time you were up there. I I, I wish I could have uh, could have been there because it's it's fun. It's so much fun to like to see that like blossom for for lack of a better term. You know what I'm saying? Like to see that like shit. This is where it all started. Like it's yeah. It was it was it was dope. It was a good good thing to experience and be a part of and be there for I yeah know, i was happy yeah and that partly made me more comfortable because i knew you know i knew shay i knew clay i knew tommy so i knew the fucking bartender so mm -hmm. it's like it definitely made a little bit of difference for the first time going up yeah having some people that know you and already think you're funny is makes a big right. difference it definitely That's, helps well it, i've i've heard um i've heard joe rogan talking about um the the thing that got him a spot at the comedy store way back when like in the you know early 90s or whatever he started um he was there was an older co comic who kind of took him under his wing but he was he had regular status at the at the comedy store and he got joe an audition but the thing that he was talking about specifically was when he went and, and did the audition, like, you know, he goes up and, you know, it's not just like an audition, like you're just for her, but like, you know, you go up, you get whatever it is, a few minutes, five minutes or whatever your set is and you go up there. But he said he, the, that comic went back and specifically sat in the row behind Mitzi and laughed at all of Joe's. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the like the connection part of what makes it an enjoyable experience is like when everybody's laughing together that's right that's right. the audience's like energy so creating that but but then joe was talking about that he's actually done that like the guy told him about it years later because he didn't realize it happened at the at the time he just you know got the spot and he was like fuck yeah i'm in like you know just was elated but years later the guy told him like that's what i did and he was like oh shit like that's really and he said he's since mm -hmm. done the same thing and gotten some other people in the door to places as well but it's just a right. beautiful idea of, of of being able to use that like 
you know, forward. psychology, but in a positive way where it's like, you, you know, once, right. once you feel that somebody else is enjoying it, you can relax <clears throat> enough to enjoy it yourself. You don't have, because if you're the first one to laugh, there's a little bit of like, unless something just really gets you. Nobody wants to be the, the first, first one to, to do anything is, is a little bit like, oh, I got, you know, I'm going to be the first. Unless so, you're a normie and you're just there because, yes, yeah. you know, you're there, whatever. All right. I got this song ready. Are we ready to land this plane? We got anything else we need to talk about? Uh, uh, I don't think so. No. All right. No. Will? Thanks for joining us. Hey man, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to have. Uh, no, uh, feel free to like if you want to join us for other oh, podcasts yeah, yeah, yeah. in general. Like you're 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 fully invited. We're gonna do some plug other yourself. interesting ideas. Yeah, uh, yeah plug, yourself. plug your yeah you know, your your. Yeah, what's your Insta? Your whatever. I'm I've deleted Instagram or the app anyway, but my uh, pages at. The kid can cut. No funny rapper spellings. Everything spelled correctly. So word. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks yeah, for chit chatting. Thanks for doing. We'll do thanks again. for trying stand up. Yeah, I'm excited to let me to be there. Talk yeah, about thanks for coming to support. A, a few more do times again. in when you're when you're like you got the rhythm going that I'm talking about because it's it's fun. It's it's a cool experience. Right. Changes stuff. All right. Well, here we go. Uh, here to play us out. Amy Grant. I don't know this guy's name. Uh, no, I see. Usually, that's what I do. Usually, I'm like, uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, here to play us out is Amy Grant, baby, baby, or whatever it is. You know, it's just stupid bullshit. But here to play us out is some rapper. I don't know his name, uh, but I'm going to assume the song is called I'm Not Gay No More. Do you believe that the <laughs> Lord tonight has set you free? Yes, sir. Turn around and tell those people. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. This is a holy celebration. You're not gay. song is the best part this is not like a joke remix this is a guy really like a christian rapper who legitimately made oh he's legitimately this is a yes. real christian rapper yeah no, that's what i'm saying this is real Wow. How Christian rappers are always the most subpar? Like, where's that anointing at? That's enough. Here we go. Bye.